0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Modern Health with Dr. Jane. Today, I wanna talk to you about autoimmune disease and infertility. I, of course, am Dr. Jane. I'm a naturopathic doctor and a natural fertility specialist. I love helping couples get down to the root cause of their infertility struggle so then we can provide them with natural solutions and they can conceive. So today, one of the topics that I get a lot of questions about. So number one is understanding why you can't get pregnant. And that's something that I'm really passionate about because I look at pregnancy as a natural process. So when it's not happening, something is wrong and we need to look deeper. And my biggest gripe with a medical conventional system is that they brush off a lot of symptoms that we are experiencing. And honestly, I feel like we've been trained really well to just think that things are normal when in fact they are not. So whether it's inability to lose weight, whether it's acne, whether it's feeling tired or having hair fall out, you name it, every time we go to the doctor, unless you're dying, it's just like, sorry, things are good. Don't worry about it. So, or the only prescription is a medication. And you're just like, I don't want to take a medication. I want to try to figure out why my psycho is irregular. So autoimmune disease is one of those conditions that I actually hear a lot of women say that I have an autoimmune condition, but my doctor says that it's really mild or that like it, it shouldn't impact my ability to get pregnant or stay pregnant. And then in the same breath, these women are telling me about how they've experienced multiple miscarriages or they have been trying for you know at least over a year now and don't understand why they can't seem to get pregnant. So here's the mistakes that I see around autoimmune disease is, well, number one, autoimmune disease is very important to have control of when we're trying to conceive. And I'm gonna tell you why in this episode, but the mistakes that I see is that there isn't enough testing done. Like I, I see this in the conventional world, in the alternative world as well. In the conventional world, if they do do enough testing, generally the only testing that they can do is the things that are going to diagnose you. So once they have a diagnosis, they stop. Great, you have autoimmune disease. In the alternative world, I find a lot of practitioners are afraid order a lot of testing because whether it's the cost whether they don't know how to interpret it or they don't have time to interpret it so they just don't bother getting into because there is a lot of options for us as uh naturopaths functional doctors you know uh chiros There's so many options to do different tests and you have to do your research. You have to do your research, which is the, what is the better test? And then you have to do your research in terms of understanding how to interpret the results, make clinical appointments. Uh, You know, for example, when I receive my lab work from my patients, which sometimes is, you know, over a hundred pages of a report, I'll make an appointment. So I use Vibrant America. I love them. I've, uh, I've used them for, I mean, probably close to two years now. But they have a great clinical team, clinical support team, which means I can just call and make an appointment and say, hey, help me um, make sure that I don't miss anything here. And so because they look through these labs, they look hundreds and hundreds of these labs a week, that for them, it's really easy to point out. And so to get that perspective from somebody is really great, but that obviously also takes a lot of time for me. And a lot of alternative practitioners are just not going to do that because they don't have the time or they don't make the time. And I used to practice like that as well. So I, I've just created a different, you know, I do a program versus hourly rate because my my work doesn't stop as soon as we get off the call. I really believe in making sure that I create the protocols that are customized to my patients. And I really love getting down into the nitty gritty details of all the lab work instead of, uh, you know, seeing volume and volume of patients. So I see a lot less but i like to give my undivided attention to my patients uh, if i can't not even i'd like to give my undivided attention to my patients because especially in the fertility space i find that it's really really important people are well they're taking advantage of for the lack of a better term uh, ivf is also you know an industry and the fertility is it, with all the medication and all the different treatments and It's a lot. And I find that most women don't have any enough testing done because it's like, well, the insurance doesn't cover it. This doctor doesn't know what it's doing. Why don't you just do IVF? But now we're getting to a place where it's like, why is this the first thing that you're prescribing? Why are we not doing any kind of root cause analysis? So with autoimmune disease, before I get off topic too much, um, if you do have autoimmune disease, it's really important to understand what kind of autoimmune disease you have and what is the severity of the disease. So do you have hypothyroidism with uh, Hashimoto's or is it Graves, which is usually hyperthyroidism, rheumatoid arthritis, Shrogans, uh, you name it. The autoimmune disease, y- you really want to understand it and like why it's important. I'm going to uh, talk about it is, so when it comes to understanding your, autoimmune disease, really, when you understand the type you have, it's just going to help you explain your symptoms a lot more. And that's all a diagnosis really is, is it's a cluster of symptoms. And it's nice to know that cluster of symptoms because it's easier for us practitioners to be able to identify and put you in the bucket of like, when someone comes to me and they say they have Hashimoto's in my head, I have a list of symptoms that I know this person is probably experiencing. Now, they're not maybe not all necessarily true, which is why it's important to do the health assessment as well. But you know that this person is probably struggling with some hair loss, probably with constipation, probably with weight, probably fatigue. Um, and then, of course, with pregnancy as well. And so we don't want to get caught up in just the diagnosis. You want to understand, it, it's going to help you understand the symptoms that you have. But really, what you want to understand is why your system developed. The autoimmune disease in the first place. And again, this is the mistake that I see most practitioners make, both conventional and alternative, is they stop at the diagnosis. And then they'll say, well, there's genetics involved and stress is involved. It's like, obviously, genetics and stress are involved. Nobody's arguing that. But the problem is that why are we seeing more and more younger, like a younger population having these genes turn on? So when I first started practicing, which was in 2015, I had women in their late 40s early 50s tell me that they've just developed this autoimmune disease and their parents had it and you know they've they've just gone through menopause or going through menopause so it's a stress on the system now i'm seeing women in their and then i started to see women in their 30s and even in their 20s and even in the teens now that we're seeing this autoimmune disease condition turn on and so nobody's arguing the fact that you have a genetic predisposition and that stress makes it worse but what I do see is there's these three commonalities for people who have autoimmune disease number one is you have a leaky gut a leaky gut meaning that the lining of the gut has been compromised and uh, a really great way to test that and I'll talk about that in a second is to see the zonulin levels in your stool and you can actually do zonulin levels in your blood as well But the idea here is that the gut has become permeable. And so instead of breaking down nutrients to its tiny little pieces, then it's it's much larger particles and they're getting through into the bloodstream. So these larger particles that are getting into the bloodstream, your body doesn't recognize because it's not what it's supposed to be. And so an immune reaction is created. This is how we have food sensitivities, right? So leaky gut is number one thing that we see in common. Then there's usually some sort of a chronic infection or a toxic overload. And the chronic infection can be anything like parasites. It could be yeast, fungal, mold, bacterial, you name it. That infection is there low grade and it's there for a long time. And so your system, your immune system is trying to fight it off. So it's an extra tax on the system. The system is taxed. It has to keep working and breaking down that infection. And then there's a trigger. The third thing is a trigger. So you have a leaky gut, you have a chronic infection, and then there's some sort of a trigger, aka a big stress. That usually comes, like I said, well, when you have menopause, like menopause is really hard for women's bodies, right? It's like reverse puberty. And so of course, if they had this chronic infection for decades, and then they have had this poor gut function for decades, and then they've been stressed already, and now you hit this really big point in your life that's also really stressful, boom, autoimmune disease on, right? That gene turns on. The the thing that I want you to kind of, what's the commonality here, is that your system is overwhelmed. Your system is jacked up. It's thinking that its own tissue, it's actually foreign, so it's attacking it. And what happens there is you get, depletion of nutrients because your immune system is always on when your immune system is always on think about when you get sick what usually what most people do they take extra vitamin c they take zinc they drink more water they try to go to sleep they'll take you know whatever other vitamins and try to drink uh, as many fluids as they can imagine it was always like that like your body always felt like it was just on the verge of getting sick (laughs) but you're not always taking vitamin C and vitamin D and resting because you have life and you have to keep going. So how this relates to pregnancy and why it's important when your doctor is maybe brushing off these symptoms or just prescribing you with synthroid for hashimotos is that and sometimes they can't even prescribe you synthroid because your TSH might be normal but your antibodies might be through the roof. Right? This is why we need good lab work testing as well but The importance of pregnancy for autoimmune disease or for immune system function is that the first reaction of the egg and the sperm is that of the immune system. So there's actually vitamin D receptors on the oocyte, so on the egg and on the head of the sperm, and those vitamin D receptors interact with one another, and the egg has to accept the sperm, which is a foreign body. So for fertilization to occur, number one, that egg has to ex- accept a foreign body, which means the female's own immune system has to downregulate. It can't upregulate a reaction because it will just get rid of it. And then of course, once the fertilization happens and the egg starts to develop into a fetus, that in itself is also a foreign object. And so if the immune system isn't regulated, meaning it's thinking that normal tissue, your regular own body tissue, is foreign. It's going to do the same for this fertilized egg and sperm, which is obviously a problem. And so, one of the biggest things that uh, women will face with autoimmune disease is recurrent pregnancy loss. And the ch- the you know it depends on what kind of disease you have. So like whether it's thyroid or rheumatoid arthritis. The chance of you miscarrying is, you know, can be anywhere between 20 to like 60%, which is high, which is very, very high. And of course, it depends on the severity of disease, how long you've had it, what kind of autoimmune disease you have. But if your doctor is telling you that like, hey, it just doesn't, it's okay, you just have a really mild case of autoimmune disease, but you are continuing to miscarry, and then you have gut issues, and then you have brain fog and you can't seem to lose weight and you're really moody, um, whether it's anxiety or depression, like we need to pay attention to that. We can't just keep brushing that off. I don't care how little your blood markers are for autoimmune disease. So whether you tested positive for the ANA screen or you did a full ENA profile and just helped you break down some of the genes and where, where the autoimmune disease is coming from, it doesn't really matter how high or how low it is. What matters is what is the symptoms you're experiencing and what's going on for you. Like if a pregnancy loss is happening over and over again, or you can't seem to get pregnant, we have to, we can't just look at the testing. We have to look at the symptoms. That's why a good practitioner is going to be able to put all these things together for you as opposed to, like, well, the labs say things are normal. So I guess it's normal, right? Like that's the most um, annoying thing I think the conventional system can do. And I think they've been actually really good at training us to believe that our symptoms are normal until we get to a point where it's a disease and now you need a medication. And so they're not normal and your immune system function is really, really important when it comes, it, it, uh, it comes to pregnancy. And like I said before, If, if you're one of those people who takes care of yourself really, really well, and you still have autoimmune disease, autoimmune symptoms, just know that our sensitivity is all different. Like some people can drink 10 beers and be totally fine. And some people can only drink one. Some people can have the slightest elevation in their liver enzymes and feel unwell while others need to have a really high elevation of liver enzymes in order to experience symptoms. So there isn't a right or a wrong. It again comes down to like, what are your symptoms costing you? If you're overwhelmed, if you're tired, if you think about it all the time, if you can't get pregnant, if you've experienced multiple losses, who cares how high or how low the markers are? Like it honestly doesn't matter. You get to decide your red line. And if your practitioner is like, it doesn't matter. All that means for you, like that cue for you is to say, oh, I need to get a new practitioner. This person is just not able to help me. That's it. You don't have to feel angry or whatever about it. It's like, this person isn't going to help you. So you have that decision to find another practitioner. It's really, really important. So now, here's the thing that I want you to think about when it comes to labs, to figure out the root cause of your autoimmune disease, because if you're looking to reverse it, you're gonna need to understand the root cause, when it started, uh, you know how long it's been present and how, how bad it is, if you will, and what's causing it. So because we said the one thing that causes it is leaky gut, you need to do a gut function test. And with that, you can do a, a gut function test, you can do a food sensitivity test. And a test that I really like to do for my autoimmune patients is actually called the Wheat Zoomer. Again, I use Vibrant America to do my testing, but the weed zoomer zooms in on the proteins of the different wheat. So we're not we're not just testing, you know, gluten, we're testing gliadine, and you're testing like seven or nine other proteins that are associated with wheat sensitivity and there's a really high correlation between wheat sensitivity and developing autoimmune disease. So if you want to look at the gut in terms of the microbiome of the gut there's actually some bacteria overgrowth of some bacteria that are associated with autoimmune disease that we you need to get out and pull out of your system. So that's going to be the one thing is to a, get a good look at the gut microbiome, look at the inflammation, look if there's leaky gut, but then also from a diet perspective, to look at the wheat zoomer, to look at your wheat sensitivity and how bad it is, because a lot of the times we'll have food sensitivity tests and it'll show eh, it's not so bad. Um, but the wheat zoomer looks at the proteins and reaction to the proteins, So it's a little bit more sensitive. And if you have like five or six or seven different proteins that you're sensitive to, and they're in the red, Whereas on the food sensitivity test, it like showed up in the yellow. And I've seen this a lot. When I get people off gluten, they note it and like you do it for long enough and you're very strict versus this like wishy-washy. Plus you do all the supplementation based on what you find in the gut and you know blood work. Um, you notice a really big difference. And within three months, we see a really big reverse in whether it's uh, thyroid globulins, like uh, the TPO levels go down or anti-anti thyroid globulins go down or whatever other, if it's um, rheumatoid arthritis, we're seeing a lot of inflammation go down. So it does really make a difference in terms of what labs you run. The next one that I recommend is environmental toxins. So remember, it's leaky gut and then it's a chronic infection. So environmental toxins are really, really prominent now. Whether it's heavy metals, whether it's mold, whether it's plastics, phthalates, volatile organic compounds, we're seeing a lot of gunk in the environment, and it's literally absorbing into our tissue, and then changing the way that our enzymes are working, the way that we, uh, our bacteria is working, and how the our body is trying to protect us from all of these chemicals and toxins by changing shapes of the bacteria and creating cysts in the body. So. To understand what your toxic load is, is basically to understand how much support you need and what, in terms of like your liver, your kidneys, and your gut function to help detoxify, but also what is in your environment that we need to get rid of that's probably causing you a lot of damage in the long run, right? It's like, it's not, it's this cumulative effect. So environmental toxins is something that I do. With, I mean, all of my patients, but for autoimmune disease, I think that alternative practitioners who don't test, you're, uh, you know, you're doing a disservice because the way that you're going to treat mold versus heavy metals is going to be very different. And sometimes you have all of it. And sometimes you have parasites, mold and heavy metals. And even if it all shows up, you're not going to do all three at the same time. And so it's understanding kind of what to prioritize, what are the levels, how long should it take to um, get rid of this stuff is all really important. The last thing is actually uh, an infections panel. And again, I use Vibrant America and it's like Lyme plus co-infection. So you're testing to see what you have in the blood. Whether it's you've been bitten by a tick before, you love the outdoors, you go hunting, or you know, or you spend like just you live on a property, so you spend a lot of time outside, you have a lot of pets, we're exposed to so many different bugs, bacteria, and viruses. And um, now, because of all these environmental toxins as well, it's like our system is not as good at fighting them off as it used to. And then, if you have autoimmune disease, your system is already jacked up. And then you have leaky gut, which means the nutrients that you're taking in, your body isn't absorbing. I know it sounds overwhelming, but in reality, you guys, It's like a snowball effect in the negative direction. And then we can create a snowball effect in the positive direction. When you understand the root cause, it's not like these things aren't fixable. All of the stuff is fixable. If you have a chronic infection, we can get rid of it. If you have leaky gut, we can heal the gut. The gut heals really beautifully. It's, it replicates so quickly, um, it's why one of the reasons that the gut gets so impacted during like chemotherapy, right? Because chemo will kill all the fast dividing cells. The gut has really fast dividing cells. So all of these things are really, really fixable. And so I don't want you to be overwhelmed. to like, oh my God, I probably have it. Yeah, if you do, you guess what? You can test for it and you can take supplements for it and you can change your lifestyle. And you can create vitality and health instead of feeling or more overwhelmed about it and stuck in the same pattern of taking your five to ten supplements a day getting your blood work tested every three to six months and seeing your thyroid or whatever blood marker not move at all right so if that's happening to you then we're not you're not treating the root cause and with pregnancy what I see is there's this big timeline and big crunch to like I because you already feel like you're running late but if you give yourself just a little bit of time, to heal and understand, not only are you gonna feel better, but you're not gonna pass this stuff on to the future generation. And that's what I'm really, really about is like, let's not pass our disease to the future generation. We have to stop that. So the what you know, the big questions I always get is like, okay, what are you gonna expect of the cost? So honestly, if you're running a big infection panel, if you're doing a gut function panel, environmental toxin, and weed zoomer, you can look at anywhere between four to $7,000 on lab testing. That includes uh, you know, interpretation and clinical team and depends on, this isn't something that you should be ordering on yourself. I always have patients like, should I order this by myself? And you interpret it. It's like, no, do not order these labs just based on the recommendation that I'm saying. It's when you go to see a practitioner and you're like, hey, I wanna get some lab testing done. And here's what's going on for you. Your practitioner should spit out these labs. If they don't, if they're like, well, let's just lab, run some lab work and see how it goes. You're like, okay, I've already done lab work what else? What else? Because there's practitioners who don't do the testing and they don't do the testing because it's a lot of work to interpret and understand which is the best lab to do that we as alternative providers get bombarded with information all the time, um, from different companies. So to find a good company and to make sure that they're doing their due diligence, it takes a lot of work. And usually we're so busy seeing patients that, you know, sometimes we don't have time to do that extra research. And so, I think it's important to do that and to invest into proper lab testing so you can stop wasting all this other time and money on procedures, supplements, lifestyle things that don't work. I think most people um, are okay with investing money into things that they know are going to work, but you just don't want to waste money. And the belief that we have ingrained in ours for a really long time now is that's like, oh, the body can't heal or it's not gonna work because you've tried so many things already. So why would this be different? Um, And I mean, and it's just different when the practitioner does the testing, when the practitioner spends the time with you, when the practitioner makes you feel heard and understood and explains the process to you of why you're experiencing the symptoms that you're experiencing. When my patients are having aha moments during their consultations, like, That's what makes them feel really empowered. They're like, oh, this is the thing that I have been missing this entire time and I had no idea. And then, you know, there's always these little light bulb moments that we have. So I do believe that like living with autoimmune disease is such a huge expense, not to mention even the infertility costs. But the next thing is like for treatment, you want to give yourself six months minimum, I would say, Uh, again, depending on what's going on. So like if you have crazy chronic infections, you're looking probably more at a year, especially things like Lyme. But if it's just more related to the gut, then for the most part, you can pull out some really nasty stuff within six months, whether it's, uh, you know, biofilm or parasites or whatever other flukes you might have in there. But it's... Depends on the severity. Depends on your toxic load. Depends on how quickly you implement things. But I just would give yourself some time, in order to really optimize the function of your cells, because at the end of the day, you guys, autoimmune disease when it comes to pregnancy matters. It matters. It doesn't matter how high it is, but it does matter because, like I said, usually it's gut function. Usually it's infection. Usually there is a stress on the body already, the trigger that causes it, and so. Those things on them in themselves will prevent a pregnancy from occurring because the body is stressed and the body needs to feel soothed and calm. The nervous system needs to feel soothed and calm in order to conceive. So all the energy can go towards the reproductive system. And so there is the external stresses that we all know about that are, you know, the world is ending and blah, blah, blah. Like there's always things that are being thrown at us. But the stress that I think most people are not aware of is the internal stress that their body is under, the physiology is under. When you have these chronic infections, when you have this really high environmental toxic load and your body's working so hard behind the scenes that you don't think that anything is wrong, those that's the time where I find it's really, really important. So it is, it, autoimmune does matter and it is reversible when you understand The root cause, and you treat the root cause, it's very, very much reversible, so you want to do proper testing, you want to give yourself time to heal while moving forward, and um, because, and this is the last point that I wanted to make, I almost had a little bit of a brain fight there, is that most people are just trying to get a destination Versus, and like with pregnancy, it very much is, but you have to get to a certain space where the body feels stable, the body feels good. We have good signs and symptoms of, you know, our menstrual cycle working well, energy digestion working well. And sure, maybe the autoimmune disease is not completely gone, but you're moving in that right direction. Because the mistake that I see uh, also, you, my patients make before they find me, is that you think that it takes six months to feel better. It doesn't take six months to feel better. You're going to start feeling, you should start feeling better within two to four weeks of starting your protocol, but you're not going to be healed in two to four weeks. And so every week there should be progress or every two weeks there should be progress. And yes, there are some downs. Uh, The most that I'll let my patient be quote unquote stagnant is a month. So like, for example, if their weight isn't moving, if they're not sleeping well, like then we're going in and we're doing so many more things to, um, to just move the system a little bit more because it's important. You shouldn't be stagnant in your treatment. So that's it for autoimmune disease. You guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, go ahead and hit the follow button if you enjoyed it or share it on your feed. All your shares really, really help me get my message out to help educate and empower women to take control of their fertility journey so they can really understand the root cause of their infertility and uh, you know have an informed decision in terms of how they want to deal with it and what they want to do. The last thing that I'll say is I do still have space in my Maximize Your Fertility program at the time of this recording. So go ahead and hit the apply for my program button if you are looking for a new practitioner and your mes- my message is resonating with you. I'd love to see if I'm the right person to help. All right. Thanks so much you guys for being here and I'll see you next time.